Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. This is our first episode in 2023, and I hope that you are sticking to your New Year's resolutions, whatever they are. It is a cold and overcast day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Jeremy Clevenger Fitness, who we featured on episode 145. Now, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that Jeremy helped me get in the best shape of my life in 2022. And if you're planning on working on your health and fitness goals in 2023, I encourage you to put Jeremy in your corner to help you as well. There are links in the show notes to find all of his services. I have another great show lined up for you today, but before we get started, I just want to remind you to check out the leadership books I've written on either Amazon or my website, johnsrenny.com. This year, I'm offering a new way to purchase all my books for a discount. I bundled the books into what I call the Qualified Watchstander Series, and you get all three books for 15% off the individual prices. This offer is only available on my website, so check it out at johnsrenny.com if you are looking to step up your leadership game in 2023. Also, as a reminder, Deep Leadership is ranked in the top 2% most popular shows out of 3 million podcasts globally and is now ranked in the top 100 management podcasts in the U.S. thanks to all of your support. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening in every week and sharing these episodes with your friends. You have helped this podcast grow into a top-performing show, so thank you very much. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about strategic thought leadership, and my guest is Chris McNeil. Chris is the host of the Thought Leadership Studio podcast, and he's an expert in helping leaders think differently about how they position their companies in the market. Now, if you've ever wondered why some companies rise above the noise and others uh, just get lost in all of that noise, well, this is your episode. This was an amazing discussion, and I encourage you to listen to the entire conversation. Chris hit me with some next-level thinking in this episode, and I know it's going to help you as well. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chris McNeil. Chris is a strategic thought leadership coach and consultant. He is the founder and CEO of Thought Incorporated and is the host of the Thought Leadership Studio Podcast. 
Now, Chris has been a serial entrepreneur since the age of 24. Now, he brings the power of technology in the art of positive persuasion to give his clients clear leadership in their niches. And I am excited to have him on the show to talk about the idea of strategic thought leadership. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's it's really good to to have you on my show. I was on your show earlier, and that was a lot of fun. We had a good back and forth. So it's nice to have you uh, in my home now. So well, thank you for the hospitality. You were certainly a great guest on Thought Leadership Studio. We did uh, the deep dive into your leadership perspective. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We we went deep for sure. Uh, now we're going to go deep in, in a subject that we haven't really talked about on the sh- on the show yet, and so I think it's really important: the idea of strategic thought leadership. Um, you know, we talked about personal branding. For those who have listened in uh, last week, we talked about personal branding and the importance of this. This ties into it: the idea of strategic thought leadership. So, and we have the expert. Chris is the expert uh, that that knows all about it. So I'm glad to have him on the show. So get us started, Chris. Tell us about your background and how you actually got into the world of strategic thought leadership, because I think that's fascinating. Well, it I've always been kind of a contrarian who's looked at how things worked and thought there's got to be another way. And I was doing it in the fitness business. I owned a chain of one-on-one fitness training studios. And, you know, I was coming out of the big box fitness business where you try to sell a lot of memberships and hope a lot of people don't come, unfortunately, because if they all did, you couldn't continue to sell these cheap memberships. And I thought, well, you know, it's got to be a different kind of model. So we created this small box, all one-on-one lifestyle management and motivational program and created some different models of integrating exercise performance with lifestyle management. So it's an alternative to dieting for a lot of people and a different model in fitness that actually aligned the financial interest of the business with the success of the client, which was something I didn't see in the big box centers that I'd come from before. And so it developed a philosophy and I wrote a lot about it. And this was back before I knew what the word blog meant. This was in the <laughs> internet was just really first starting to get used, you know, and um, learned to write software and won some innovation awards for the software um, nationally and got some exposure through that. And so sold that business and started discovering, taking that contrarian point of view, you know, as there's got to be a difference between the companies that I ended up working with in marketing. And I took this technology and built some software around supporting businesses in gaining market leadership. And I found that the market leaders looked at things differently. And the generally had a set of traits that could be modeled and built into a program of gaining market leadership by defining what I came to call a thought leadership model. And the thought leadership model is a statement of unique thinking that you lead the customer to adopt. So like in the fitness centers, it was if you if you've been dieting, you know, you're just slowing your metabolism. 
And if you adopt the philosophy of managing your habits, measuring those, getting motivated to exercise with short workouts, just 30-minute workouts, you'll get much better results. And we had over 2,000 clients in three centers over 10 years. So it's a very successful program. Lots of successes do that. When I sold the friendly competition, I sold my software that ran it too. You know, but that was the thought leadership position of that business. And so when you discover that there's a a way of taking the marketplace to a new way of thinking. Mm, okay. Invent, inventing a new way of thinking that serves the customer. You know, and I, most business people seem to, you know, understand things like unique selling proposition. You know, we, which would be, you know, what are the features and benefits that only we have? And that's good. That's certainly a starting point. But then in this age of the Internet, in this age of an attention economy, when, according to the research I've seen, anywhere between 81 and 89 percent of consumers will research online before major purchase. Right. Sure. So, so we're dealing with a much more educated consumer base and they're learning how to make a smarter buying decision. So if we don't teach them how to make a smarter buying decision in a way that favors our unique attributes, but is empowering to them. So it becomes how do we empower the customer with a fresh perspective. So I like, bring a fresh perspective. I like what you're saying. Sure, yes. It's so it's not your typical features and benefits. It's it's about getting your your customer base to think differently in a way maybe that they hadn't thought before about um, your particular product or service, right? Yeah, you got to cut through the information barrage. You got to cut through this fire hose on the internet. And the cool thing about social media is, hey, anybody can go market there. The bad thing about social media is that most <laughs> of them are, you know, it's, it's the same and reason. Most of, yeah, and there's this whole um, movement towards everybody using the internet to gain their information. We're operating on the same basis of information, and if you're not real careful in any given niche, you end up sounding the same as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And so the question becomes. How can we fuel this research in a way that feels good to the customer? Because in an attention economy, interrupting people with ads you don't want to see doesn't work all that well, even with the very best targeting that we can do. You know, and a lot of these targeting methods are being taken away. You know, there's laws coming out that you can't use third-party cookies like you could. So, but it's been my philosophy that. You really just kind of tick people off because you feel like the privacy is being invaded. I mean, there's studies that show if you see the same company following you around, you kind of get a distaste because, you know, where do they know about me? And is this information going to get hacked and shared on the Internet? Mm -hmm. uh, and and I don't want my privacy invaded, but I'm out there looking to learn about how to spend my money, you know. So it's switching from a just trying to close people on a sale, which that'll come naturally from this, to empowerment, to creating a leadership position that is 
serves the customer by understanding the insight of what's important to them that the current prevalent thinking isn't giving them. I love that. So, so is, is that, I mean, so I, I think I know what thought leadership is basically, but what, what is, what, when you say strategic thought leadership, what's, what are the differences between like thought leadership and strategic thought leadership? Is that, is that what you just said, which is the point where you're getting people to think differently? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, being strategic about it means to understand there is a structured influence there and it's a structure linguistically and there's a structure in terms of feelings. You know, people buy feelings. They buy something that makes them feel better, even if they have to justify it logically. Most buying decisions are based on emotion first. So when you understand these, what I call building blocks of strategic thought leadership, which, for example, you want to contrast the current baseline thinking an assumption, and there's a structure to it. You can always make it an if-then statement because any mental model connects two things as an if-then statement. And then contrast it with your new thought leadership model. And once you have them in the structure of an old if-then, and I'll give you an example, uh, a customer called Digital Echo. And I actually just wrote a post about this because this is a great example of a very low friction thought leadership position. Because sometimes you take a position that's a great position for the consumer, but you tick off a lot of people because you're right. undermining their belief systems, you know? Right, so right. great when you find a low friction one. But his company sells what's called um, accessible features to websites, which means, you know, people with disabilities have an easier right. time using right. them. And that got really big a couple of years ago when a functionally blind person sued Domino's and won like millions of dollars, I forget the exact number, it might have been something like $20 million because their website didn't meet the ADA standards for accessibility. But he was finding that the belief system of his customers, largely big hospitals, was that this is a technical matter. For the technicians, because he has to do technical things to the website. So he sent him to the IT department. He'd run into resistance because he'd feel like he's competing with things they could do. And, you know, we started thinking, you know, what's really important to his customer? And every company, every organization now has to consider diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. They have to look at that. And there's two assumptions they don't always connect to that is that the diversity needs to include people with disabilities and the inclusion needs to include their digital properties, not just their physical properties. So web accessibility became not just a matter of a technical issue, but a necessary part of diversity and inclusion. How could you possibly exclude people with disabilities from being able to access your services via your website? So he, he said it transformed the sales process. Mm. And he found himself connecting with HR departments and having values-based conversations because it did what a good thought leadership position does. It resonated with a higher value. Mm. And, and and the inclusion and divert, you know, the being there for all the potential customers is just a high value people hold. And when you can find in, in, in a marketplace, in a market segment, or even in the operating models of organizations, 
you know, for those in management, to know you have a lot of management people and leaders in your in your listener base, you know, and if, if you if you find that there's something that's important, in this case, you know, the feeling of of inclusion with for everyone, that's not being fully met by the prevalent thinking, you've got an opportunity to yeah. develop a position. And you asked about making it strategic. The strategic part is once you get it in that right structure of an old a statement of old belief versus a statement of new beliefs. And this might this case might be web diversity, you know, and you know, the web accessibility is a technical matter to know it's a matter of diversity and inclusion. You know, then you can build talking points that undermine the old position and that support the new position. Talking points that are persuasive, and those talking points end up being fantastic fuel for a PR campaign, for you know maybe a, a set of principles or belief systems within an organization, yeah, yeah. internally or externally or both, you know, and and it gives a sense of leadership and direction because you're leading people to an empowering new perspective that serves them. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This podcast is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger Fitness. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. But how do you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best person for the job. Now, don't struggle on your own. Put Jeremy Clevenger on your team. Jeremy will work with you to help take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. Now, I've worked with Jeremy for the past year, and I'm in the best shape of my life. So if you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at jeremyclevengerfitness.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. This episode is brought to you by the Fraternity of Excellence. The Fraternity of Excellence is an online and real-world community for men who are looking to improve in all areas of their lives. The men of FOE are working together to become better husbands, fathers, and leaders at work and in their communities. They live by a simple philosophy, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Now, I've been a member for more than three years, and for me, I finally found a brotherhood of men that I was missing from my time in the military. Now, I love being around guys who are dedicated to becoming a better version of themselves. So if you're interested in becoming a man of excellence as well, go to fraternityofexcellence.com, or you can reach out directly to me to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I really like what you're talking about here because I think if you're, if if in this case in your example, if you're talking about a technical solution and you're going to be competing against not only internal resources, you know their their IT department, but every other person that can do web design, right? Or you know for sure. right. So you're so now you're putting yourself in a commoditized position, right? That you're going to play in the dirt and you get low cost bitter wins, right? Oh yeah. And then, or or you can step away from that and say, you know what. Uh, we're going to, you know, like you said, make make your we're, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that your brand is accessible to all you know to all the all the potential people that will use your brand. So you're gonna open up to people with disabilities, you know, and so you're 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 in you're showing them a different way. To, you're inspiring them to a different way, and you're getting out of the dirt, and you're coming to a bigger picture. So you're shifting the focus away from the technical solution to something that is is feelings based and it's uh it's it's um it's a vision it's it's you're pointing them to like a, a vision of the future which is better than what you have today that's right it gives it a direction it's, and then you build a bridge you're building a bridge to a new future that yeah. feels great because it resonates with those values it it, it builds a picture of your values coming to life I, I, and then you got the PR department on your side, you know, it's like, don't you want to promote, you know, your image this way? Yeah, yeah. So I really like that. So it, it's to get people. And, and I see that, too. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've owned my own manufacturing business and and we try to we don't want to get in the dirt with like like our products do this, this and this. These guys do this and this. We talk about the idea of of. Like we make it easy to do business, you know, because, you know, we we know the status quo in our industry is long lead times. You can never get anybody on the phone. Uh, it takes you a week to get a request for quote. So we take away that. So we 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 we, we are, are basically we say we're a different kind of supplier. We make it easy on, for you. And so we we. So we don't say we got the we, we've got the widgets and here's our widgets compared to their widgets. We just say we make it easier. You know, and, and, and you it's know it's, a, it's a it's a different kind of mindset. You know, it's a shift. And it's, it's more, you know, and it takes into account more of what's really important. To these guys, because your customers are super busy, like everybody else, right. they're trying to make this quarter like everybody else. You know, and and if you can save them time, yeah, and make and make decisions easier for them, you know, that's yeah. so much more compelling than saying we've got point zero zero one percent more you know, quality control over this particular statistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think, I think it's fun to, 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 to get to move away from that standard, you know, trap. And I think you even talked about it. Like, like a lot of content mar marketing is ineffective because they fall into trap. Right. And so you get into the trap yeah. of playing in the dirt. Right. Is that, is that what you're talking about when you talk about traps? Well, the trap of, of same thing, the trap yeah. of saying the same thing everyone else is the trap yeah. of, repetition that's the biggest yeah. trap and i see that potentially getting even worse now that we're getting a lot of ai assistance on writing and that's 
fantastic for a content writer. You can get high quality content on a certain level. And I've played with ChatGDP. I think it's got a lot of potential. But then everybody can ask it the same question and get a similar answer. Yeah. Does everybody start looking and sounding the same? And, and, and part of marketing, well, you're the expert, but I'll say this, but isn't part of marketing to try to stand out from the pack, right? How do you get your voice, especially as a smaller company, how do you get your voice louder than everybody else with the same messages pounding on? And how do you get you know, how do you sing a different verse that people go, they turn and they notice, especially like you said, we're, we're being bombarded so much and, the, and we have very little attention. Um, so how do we get our voices heard? And you're saying there's, there's a way to do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Go somewhere else. And it, you got to train your brain as a strategic thought leader to see what other people don't see, to hear mm. what they don't hear. And you do that by starting to question the core assumptions of any field, mm. you know, and, and to expand your thinking beyond, see what your competitors are thinking. Absolutely. Take it into account, but then step back and open up and ask questions like, you know, what has to be true for this whole market segment to operate like it does? Mm. What has to be true? And these are statements of beliefs. They're not reality. They're what we think reality is, which is the cool thing about reality because it's not real according to quantum physics. So we might as well make it what we want it to be, you know? <laughs> and so we can, and we can by inventing a whole new world for our customers and creating a vision, but a vision that's going to be one that is really important to them because the insight, once you start to you know, list these assumptions, which hardly anybody does in business, is start to really pull out the assumptions. You know, that's a discipline we do when we go raise capital because they're going to ask, what are you basing these numbers on? Well, I assume people will do this, you know? But when you find when you start to ask those and think, well, what's really the most important thing to these customers? I mean, think about Walt Disney and Disneyland. Who would have said, if you went and did interviews of customers and said, what would you want? They're not going to say, I want you to build this humongous, beautiful theme park nobody ever thought of. But he noticed an unmet value, a place for families that they can feel safe and have a lot of fun together. Mm. And then when he met an unmet value with a thought leadership position, nobody would have ever thought of. Yeah, I, I almost think that if you can if you can move your company in this direction and like like Disney is a great example, when you create something that no one else is doing, there's no competition. Yeah, you're you're in you're in a competition of one. There's you're, there's only one there's only one person that can that can fulfill that need that you just created. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're inventing it. You're inventing a new segment, but you're you can do it selling the same thing everyone else is by yeah. creating a different experience. Interesting, interesting. I, I love I love the Disney example because he, you know, Walt Disney created something that didn't exist. You know, and uh, and he was, you know, you know, there were there were, you know, there were parks, amusement parks, but nothing like, you know, like like his vision, you know, nothing, nothing, anything like it, you know. And uh, and I think that's a, a great example of where you're not com you're not competing. You're competing at a whole different level. So you're you're taking yourself out of the dirt with every other amusement park and you're creating something special. Think is it like a jazz improviser? You don't want to play the same phrase everybody else has played. You're coming up yeah. with something new. Yeah. So it, it takes that creative thinking. 
And I, I really value creativity in business. I think as AI gets bigger and bigger and the repetitive stuff gets easier and easier, creativity is going to be more and more valuable. That's interesting that you say that. I've been I've been observing a little bit of what's happening with AI and, and we're seeing, I mean, it's really been emerging six months, a year. You're starting to see a lot more mainstream AI with um, yeah. with graphics, with words, with video. And um, like I, you know, I, I think I put my my selfies into a an AI generator, and I became like a superhero. Like you know, oh like, nice, <laughs> whoa, you know, like That's this cool. is crazy, right? I mean, you know, you, it would, you know, you know, t- uh, two years ago, I would have had to pay an artist a lot of money to create that drawing of me, you know, and That's and right. now it's here. So I think you're right. There's going to be um, we're going to start seeing a lot of the same. Uh, or similar messages from AI. And the question is, how do we stand out from the pack? How do we think differently about these questions of what makes us unique and different and special? Well, you know, one definition of creativity that, that I see is valuable and it resonates is, is the difference between what AI could predict you're going to do and what you actually do. Because mm. all AI has to go on is the past. Mm. And it might be able to recompute combinations, new combinations of things that happened in the past. But to make that quantum leap is uniquely human. Yeah. You know, to really jump off the tracks and think of something completely unexpected. Mm, So it's kind of training your brain to sense opportunities for the unexpected. Yeah. To work. So, so if as you, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs, business leaders listening in, uh, where do you get started? I mean, how do you uh, where where do you get started with saying, okay, like I don't want to be in the noise. I want to I want to stand out. I want to stand apart from the noise. How would you say what's the best way to to start thinking about strategic thought leadership and 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 applying this thinking? Well, there's three perspectives. It's a triple perspective system, and you can enter it at two of those three. And you can spell it with the word Leo, like okay. the lion, like king of the jungle, like king of the marketplace, you know. <laughs> uh, and L-E-O, L is for listen, like Walt Disney did, listen for values, listen for unmet values, listen for opportunities for a new perspective by Listening to what the assumptions of the customers are, what the assumptions of your competitors are, what the assumptions of management think is in general, for instance. And the next step is step out of that and go into E for envision. Mm. And that's the creative part where now you, you know, you you might have already gathered some perspective, or you might start with this creative aspect is envision a new future for your customer. From the customer's point of view, what would really, really enhance their lives? What would really enrich your customer? So it's taking a customer point of view in which opens up a lot of people's frames of thinking, which opens up things that were in the shadows before to kind of come out. And the third one is output. So once you have listened and gathered insights, envisioned possible new futures and how you would describe those in a way that's compelling, then output it in the form of, in, in my case, in marketing, content marketing or PR campaigns. You know, so there's, it's a matter of 
Like finding the difference between the current state of things and where you want to take them, organizing it in terms of talking points that lead people along there, which you can put in two simple categories, those that undermine the old thinking and those that support the new thinking. Mm. And when you learn how to kind of stack those, and we use things like neurolinguistics to use language patterns of persuasion because we realize we're, we're basically helping people change mental models or beliefs. Now, they might just be, you know, a light opinion, like with digital the digital echo example. But sometimes, you know, you some people might have a grand vision, but one that kind of undermines some basic presuppositions of a whole field. So you're going to have some opposition there. So yeah, you yeah. have I, your guns in a row, you know? Well, it's interesting. Th- this conversation is really interesting because I have a good friend who's a successful. Uh, he's successful in real estate, right? He's, 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 he sells, he helps people buy homes and sell homes, right? He sells homes. Awesome. Yeah. And guess what? There's also 250 other people in, in my city that do the same thing, sure. right? They all, you know, they help you buy a home or help you sell a home, right? But we we sit and talk about we, we we him and I talk about it all the time. Like, how can you set yourself apart from every other real estate person out there? You know, and I think when so so like in the case of real estate, that can be a commoditized play in the dirt. You know, you you do your best to get your advertisements in the right place, the word of mouth. There's all things you can do, but I think it's kind of interesting to to, to think of like, all right like you said, the listen, right? What are the unmet values? What's a new perspective? What are the frustrations of uh, home buyers or home yeah. sellers? And what? Sure. how can you position yourself as unique and different? And how can you, and a thought leader, you know, in a particular area. And, um, you know, one of the things we talked about was like first home buyers, right? That's a whole unique segment of people that have never done this before. And can you, can you be the expert in new home buyers to help people through a process that they've never done before through training and education? And, and, and or one of the things is he's, he's also uh, an appraiser. So he knows the number. So he's the number uh, guy. Like he can, you know, so how do you position yourself to be a unique uh, expert that, that, you know, that no one else has that expertise. And so it, we've had these discussions a lot, but it's the idea of getting away from the standard model of what everyone else is doing. And and then you have the ability to say, well, here's what you should look for in an agent for your first home buying experience. You should yeah. look for someone who gives you this kind of experience where it's so seamless and there's so much trust and they give you these data points nobody else is. It might come from his appraisal background, for instance, and has a model to help you assess the possible homes in a way nobody else does. So I built this five-point model that nobody else uses. It's my own proprietary model to make you feel empowered to make the smartest decision. Something like that. And you name the model, and the model becomes sticky because you make an infographic, and then you propagate that infographic through. So you got something to actually give people on social media that's got a bunch of value instead of saying, Hi, or here's a picture of my lobster for dinner. You know, right. like, here's a model that helps you think more clearly about getting more value out of whatever it is that's important to you. In this case, having a great experience of buying your first home. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's just a great example of I just threw up. An example, you know, real estate agents, and sure. and you and you helped us think about it differently. Think about and 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 maybe even niche down, if you will, in this case to new to new home buyers or what have you, and 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 to to, to to do something that's different, so that you can get away from the noise, right? 
That's right. And, and it's like, and what you should expect is that in the very first meeting, they should be able to cover the points that have you feeling confident about these four things and offer that first consultation for free. Here's a link to my Calendly. And I would um, love to hear from you this next week. And yeah. by the way, if you're busy now, at least give me your email so I can share this model with you as I have as a PDF guide. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so that's a great example of just sort of getting out of the conventional thinking. Think about your customers. What are their unmet needs? What are their frustrations? What are their concerns? Uh, you know, and and how can I position myself or offer my services or products to be different and they solve those unmet needs? And you asked a great question, too, because you help make it tangible. And thinking about thinking can get real etheric and hard to follow without clear examples. But you also brought out this part that I should have mentioned earlier is how well you package your ideas. Mm. You know, because most everybody in business has ways of thinking that are uniquely theirs to help them help make customers make better decisions Mm. or or a way of explaining how to get the most value out of something or how to elevate the use of something to a whole different purpose that they may not have thought of, but they haven't really learned how to package it and organize that thinking in, in a way that's sticky, that can really be appealing and, and can get the core message across quickly through an infographic or or through a, a, a clear set of principles with an acronym or something that makes it really easy for people to quickly get a hold of and realize, oh, there's something there for me that'll help me get more out of this. Yeah, I really like you. You you hit it when you were when I was giving you the real estate example. You were like, I've got a four step model here, and you you name the you know I've got this this you know thing, and you you call it something, and it, you make it sticky to like you're the only one that's got the whatever method, you know. And uh, I just think that's really neat because we. Uh, because we we all might have some ideas, but I think you're right. Is making making it packageable and uh, package it so it's digestible to the to the customers, and they're not. And you know, I've heard the expression: if you confuse, you lose. If you put out too much stuff, people get lost, right? But if you can consolidate it to a clear message and some clear points that are that are packaged well, then uh, you're likely more get people to move on that. Yeah, Beethoven knew that. You know, a complex Beethoven symphony is like the Fifth Symphony. Everybody knows the first few notes, boom, right? Boom, boom, you know, they, they, yeah, yeah. He knows how to lead something complex with a simple model that's distinctive. Mm, yeah, this is this is fantastic, Chris. This is really good stuff, and I I feel like we've just begun the conversation on this topic. How can uh, people who are listening in? They're like, I got to learn more about this. This is this is something I need to do in my business. What's uh, how can they how can they find out more about you uh, and your services you provide? Well, the home base where my blog and podcast is is thoughtleadershipstudio.com. And I have a free PDF called The Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership. Now it's kind of oriented around marketers, but it applies to leadership in any part of life. If you got if you're working on a social change or if you're in business leadership, same principles apply. Fantastic. That I and again, leaders, as you're listening into this, you've got to be, you know, let's stop playing in the dirt. Let's get out there and, and get our voices heard. Uh, I really encourage you to check out the, uh, these resources and look at what Chris is doing because I think he's gonna make you or help you think differently about how you position uh your company, your products, your services, and get your voice to be heard above all the noise that's out there. So we'll put links in the show notes for those resources. I highly encourage you to check it out. 
Chris, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all this. This has been uh, really eye-opening. It's been interesting. And I, I like I feel like I, I want to dive deeper in the subject. I'm thinking about my business as we're talking. Like, how can I do things differently? And I just love that. And that's what the purpose of these podcasts are, is to get people to think differently about how they're leading their businesses, how they're leading their teams. And I think I think you gave us a lot of things to think about today. Well, thanks for having me. This has been very fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Reddy saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.